Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you are listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. everybody. Welcome to Live Dharma Sunday, December 22nd from Chile, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. This is Ginny Gayo Sensei. Uh, rumor has it Reverend Koyo is heading for a pretty warm place for a few days, a little family time, and I'm so very, very glad we're here together today. Um, even those of us that don't have family with us, we're, remember we're all family together in the Bright Dawn Song. And it's, uh, again, it's wonderful to be with you. Uh, this time of year, I'm thinking so many, many traditions, faith traditions, celebrate this season uh, throughout the world for d- different reasons. But uh, often we think, too, about then we having have to have the, something perfect because there may be families coming or we're going somewhere really neat and it's just got to be a perfect vacation and we have to have perfect food, perfect weather. Do I give a perfect Dharma talk today? Uh, The perfect gift, that kind of thing. Uh, But that reminds me too of of sort of the uh, really great, uh, perhaps even perfect gift I received from the, the Buddhist teachings and that is you don't have to be perfect. You're okay just just the way you are. And there's uh, yeah there's there's stuff to work on that you might want to uh, to make things a, a little different in life, but the uh, the the teaching of acceptance as you are was uh, really a gift to me in, in my life when I heard it, and it's uh, a wonderful thing today when I think of it. Uh, and sometimes it's confusing because the uh, another part of the Buddhist teachings that many of the Buddhist traditions follow uh, talk about a lot of the paramitas or paramitas, the uh, the perfections they're called, the six or the ten perfections. And uh, ooh, that uh, so where's this perfection thing coming from? Which is a whole other talk, and I'm not going to do my usual academic thing and talk about that. But we do hear, even in Buddhism, a lot of talk about, about perfections. And one of the perfections is the uh, dana, giving or presents, gifts. You think about this time of year, thinking about dana. And it's so easy to get caught up again in that idea of uh, of perfection when you're thinking about giving. And our Dharma glimpse today is given by Gordon Tenyo from way out west. So I hope he's having a little warmer weather than I'm having here. I'm one of our new graduate, lay minister graduates, LM11. And I think he's going to talk to us about this very same interesting topic. Take it away, Gordon. Hello, everybody. I'm happy to be a part of Live Dharma Sunday today and share with you all my Dharma glares. Most of us, being from the West, are well aware of the Christian holiday of Christmas that will happen three days from today. Myself, growing up Christian, my family and extended families every year celebrated this holiday on December the 25th. The primary focus of this holiday was supposed to be the celebration of Christ's birth and a remembrance and reflection on his life and the example that he set for us. Dualism, always having its opposite, this holiday had a flip side, that of Santa Claus, the jolly old elf that lives in his magical toy workshop at the North Pole, where he labors all year with his army of elves 
and Mrs. Claus preparing presents for all the good little boys and girls all over the world. So we had the story of Jesus, the religious or spiritual side, and Santa, the opposite, the commercial or material side. It's interesting to me that both these stories get celebrated and retold on the same day, the same time, each year. Reflecting back on my youth and childhood, I'm amazed how these two stories became such strong mental and emotional constructs and beliefs that I clung to so dearly for years. The law of impermanence teaches us that all that arises passes away. This is not only true of all physical objects, but equally true of mental constructs we create. Perhaps you too share these same childhood beliefs and can remember the point in time when you released your grip of attachment to at this point in the Dharma Glimpse, I feel compelled to issue a warning to all of those who still may hold an attachment to either of these two stories. Spoiler alert, if you are one of these individuals, you may want to fast forward this podcast or pause the live broadcast for the next couple of minutes. The first of these two childhood stories to be shattered for me was that of Santa Claus. My buddy, the overweight, white-bearded man who had been bringing me exactly the presents that I'd been requesting for years. He brought me my robot commando, a remotely controlled robot whose head opened up to reveal a missile that would shoot across the room and whose arms would rotate 360 degrees throwing plastic marbles at my brothers. He brought me my G.I. Joe. He brought me my first pair of skis and boots. But sorry, I digress. On with my delusion. Santa, loading the total annual output from his toy factory into one huge red sack and throwing it onto his flying sleigh, powered by magic dust and eight tiny reindeer, and led by Rudolph, the most famous reindeer of all, whose nose was so red and bright that it lit up the night sky and cut through the deepest of fog to deliver the entire sack full of presents to the world's population of good children in every country on every continent. And he did this without ever returning back to the factory for a second load or ever running out of gas. Can you, like me, remember the time you found out that this story wasn't real and that Santa was just your parents? My other childhood story about Jesus lingered with me into my mid-30s. Here is the other Christmas story I was taught. Jesus was born on earth to Mary and Joseph. They were heading to Bethlehem to pay their taxes, and Mary went into labor. They couldn't find any rooms available, so they had to stay in an animal stable. Mary delivered the baby, Jesus, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Because this event, the birth of the Savior of the world, was prophesied, we are told that there were three wise men from the east that went to visit the baby Jesus. They found him and gave the child presents, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So why do I share these two different childhood stories with you today? What can those of us who are Buddhists, and for those of us who are learning about Buddhism and concentrating on our own spiritual growth, take away from these two stories? What I'd like you to take away from these two stories is the word presence. Both stories talk about presence, but the stories describe the kind of presence that are made of matter, material objects that you can give to someone. I'd like us to switch the word presence, as mentioned in these two stories, with the word presence. Not the kind of presents that are made of matter, but the presents that are spelled exactly the same way. The kind you can't give to anybody, but must experience for yourself. The kind of presents that you can experience when you are in a deep meditation, walking in nature, enjoying a beautiful sunset, deeply listening to someone, staring up at the night sky on a moonless night, watching a bright yellow leaf fall from the tree in autumn, petting your dog. The kind of presence that is not generated by thinking, but comes as the mind quiets and thoughts are extinguished like a fire that has burned all its fuel. The kind of presence that you can't find because it's not lost. The kind of presence that gently comes as you relax into being. The presence that you experience when you feel connected to and one with all that is. When we experience the true nature of our reality. At the core of the teachings at Bright Dawn is the way of oneness. And this is one of the most basic Buddhist principles and pervades all Buddhist thought. My hope for each one of us at Bright Dawn and for all beings during this holiday season is that we experience lots and lots of presence. May it be so. Thank you very, very much.
Gordon Tenya Sensei, for the presence of your presence. A lot to think about. Uh, Buddhism has lots of stuff about presence with the tea in it and giving. As we talked about a little bit before, there's always a picture of the monks and Buddha going on alms round with the alms bowl, accepting what's given, but also giving something that uh, was in the Zen tradition, the Tokahats, when you're going to be on your alms round, that's saying you're, thank you, you, you say you're giving support, giving the Dharma, the circle is complete. So the present in that sense brings in the idea of, of the receiving too. And as Gordon Tenure took, what you receive about, what you receive from from your presence is is everything. Um, we can think of the Mani Jewel, the wish-fulfilling jewel the Tibetan tradition talks about. But what comes from that? It's the the presence, the presence with the sea, as, as Gordon Tenya said. And uh, Thich Nhat Hanh talking about present moment, wonderful moment, the being there and the emphasis on the, the presence. And I've been thinking about Santa Claus. It gets these days in the materialistic development of what what his image has become. It sort of gets a, a bad rap because way back in his origins, uh, the idea around uh, 250, the, the common era, the uh, the year 250 or so, the common era in the Middle East, there was a Saint Nicholas, and his uh, one of the things remembered about him and his legend is he gave gifts in secret to people that that needed them, people that could use help, but he didn't make a big thing about it, wrapping them up with bows and fanciness. He did it in secret. And um, finish with the uh, the Buddhist, uh, perhaps uh, sometimes it's called the Buddhist Santa Claus, is Hote, the, the jolly, fat, round Buddha that you'll see in Chinese restaurants, of course, being there, ho, ho, ho. Well, that's a little linked to maybe the success of your restaurant and whatever, but in the, uh, the Zen tradition, you have the uh, the ten ox herding pictures, or eight, however many, but the, and Hote, the picture of Hote is the last one. You've uh, gone on your the journey, or you're always going on the journey, but in the stage of a journey, you've gone through the, uh, received well, some enlightenment, a glimpse of enlightenment, but then you don't sit on the mountain with it. You come back, and Hote is the image of you coming back into the village with your sack on your back, or you're dragging it on the ground, freely open-handed, freely giving, and you're giving to the people whatever they want, not what you think they should have, but what they want. So the Buddhist Santa sort of there is that image of Hote and uh, being present with his presence. And he's saying yes to life. And that's uh, the big gift that we receive too, life. So saying in your way, saying yes to life. And uh, if you're thinking back on the words of Gordon Sensei, Gordon Tenyo Sensei, and have a wonderful and wonder-filled holiday season. And may we all present what can be the truly perfect present, the presence of yourself. May it be so. May it be so. Thank you. Thank you.